Hi and welcome back to the show. This is episode number 342. Today I am joined by Anne and Mark Lackey. They are the power couple behind Hire Smart Staff. Anne and Mark are both incurable serial entrepreneurs. They have built seven successful businesses together, of which Hire Smart Staff is one of the products of basically those ventures. So it's great to have a chat to Anne and Mark and tap into their vast entrepreneurial and business background and experience and see how they can apply it to the world of offshore staffing and help you out there, the business owners, the managers, the people that are looking to outsource. As always, it was a great conversation with Anne and Mark and I hope you find value in it and enjoy as well. As always, if you want any of the show notes, go to outsourceaccelerator.com slash podcast. Enjoy. This podcast is brought to you by Outsource Accelerator. We are the world's leading outsourcing marketplace and advisory. We help big and small businesses with their outsourcing needs, and we can help you too. We cover everything from business and staffing strategy optimal outsourcing structures, implementations, and fully managed services. If you're already outsourcing, about to start, or somewhere in between, then we can ensure that you get the best from outsourcing. That's the best prices, best terms, and of course, the best results from your outsourcing practices. We list over 700 outsourcing suppliers on our website, host this leading outsourcing podcast, and have over 5,000 pages of content. Because we span the entire market, we can ensure that you get the best deal possible. We offer everything from light brokerage, co-managed services, through to fully managed solutions. Get in touch today. Visit us at outsourceaccelerator.com slash quote. Mention that you're a podcast listener and we will give you special attention plus a 10% discount. This is for a limited time only. Go to outsourceaccelerator.com slash quote. Hi, and welcome back, everybody. Today, I'm super excited to be joined by Anne and Mark Lackey of Hire Smart Staff. Hi, Anne and Mark. Hey, Derek. How are you today? It's wonderful to be together with you. Thank you. Yeah, no, I'm excited. And uh, you've you've got me on the, on the back foot. You are... Uh, there's two of you, so you know I'm uh, practicing my my three-way interview skills. But also, you, I hear, have um, vast experience in DJing and radio yourself. Maybe we can uh, dip into a little bit of that in this in this episode. We do. We've actually had 26 months. We were doing a live Q and A show here in Atlanta every Saturday every morning. Saturday morning. So no wow. vacation for over two years. That was tough. Wow. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm joined by the best here. So Anne and Mark, uh, obviously we're not here to talk about your DJ career specifically. Uh, we are here to talk about higher smart staff uh, and really excited to have you on board and, and, uh, and learn more about that. I suppose initially, you, you know, people... Uh, often end up in uh, outsourcing in a relatively circuitous route. Can you give a little bit of an introduction to yourselves and your own business uh, experience? 
Absolutely. So Derek, you know, Mark and I have had many businesses along the way. Uh, We actually started our first business uh, 20 years ago, I think. 20 years ago, yes. And the reason that we got into outsourcing was a very funny story. We, um, We had started up our fifth business and we had been um, not able to take a vacation for seven years. So imagine this, you're, you're finally on your way out to take the first vacation you've had in seven years. And we drive six hours to the beach, which is uh, Gulf Shores, uh, Orange Beach area. And we go to bed the Thursday night and we get up and we're going, we're going to our favorite breakfast place. And we pull in and I look down and on my phone is a text from one of my key employees that says, I'm going to lunch and I'm not coming back. I've left the keys on the desk. Bye. And I'm like, what just happened? Like she couldn't wait until we got back. Seriously. Um, so we actually went uh, through the weekend and we're trying to figure out, gosh, what do we what do we do? Like this is just kind of a little bit of a nightmare. And we did a lot of brainstorming and and a lot of research. It took us a while, um, but we got introduced to the concept of full-time dedicated virtual staff from the Philippines in a mastermind that we were in in the Bahamas. And Mark and I go, huh, that That, might work. That could work for us. (laughs) And so um, over six and a half years ago, we hired our very first virtual professional, her name was Teresa. Her name was Teresa. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just fell in love with this concept. And the reason that we started Hire Smart was because we were in a lunch meeting with CEOs and they were like, okay, you've been talking for 30 minutes and you haven't mentioned one time that you're unhappy with staff. We weren't what complaining at all. What did you do? And I said, well, let me tell you. And she actually didn't, one of the CEOs did not believe me. And she says, I want to talk to Teresa. I said, here. And I got on my Skype, uh, on my phone, and I let them talk. And she's got off the phone and she's like, oh, I want you to get me six Teresas. And that was, you know, a little over six years ago at this yeah. point. And we've been helping other CEOs and business owners find those perfect pearls in the Philippines and helping them grow their business through outsourcing. And an unusual part of that business was every business we've ever started, we put up the money and put up all the risk. (laughs) Well, the lady that wanted all those, she said, here's a big big check. check. And it was a big fat check. Can you deliver them in three weeks? So in three weeks, we launched our business on her money, which was totally unusual for us, but it's turned out to be very successful. That client is still with us. As well as her placements six years later. So we have really found the the key. And, you know, I was able to use my 30 years of background in HR and IT to kind of really create the formula to help other CEOs really make outsourcing simple. And I think that that really was kind of our secret sauce of what we bring to the table. And I dare say the the secret sauce as well is is your own vast experience in business. I mean, you, you haven't just fallen off the Christmas tree and knowing businesses, knowing employees, knowing how to run businesses and found businesses is so important when you're talking to other business owners and helping them with their staffing requirements because you've been there, done that, and you've had those staff, uh, you know, drop the keys back while, you, while you're on holiday and breakfast. So you've been in all those tough spots, yeah. Absolutely. I think it's really one of the things that makes us very unique and very special. 
Um, we take a lot of care in our placements. We take a lot of care in um, our, in our process. We have a, what we call our strategic matching system, which has a 98.7% success rate. And I think that that's really important. One of the things that Mark and I do quite frequently is um, – besides being extremely passionate about what we're doing, but we measure our success. We actually look at our failures and figure out what what didn't work and how can we fix it in the future. And I think for a lot of people that we that we coach and that we mentor along the way, you know, they'll do a task or they'll do something and they they go, oh, it kind of worked or it didn't work. Like, you know, we talk to a lot of people that maybe haven't had a great experience in hiring a virtual professional. And when we ask them the questions, we can tell that a lot of times they just they just don't know what they don't know. And we can help them and come alongside them and give them tools and, and things to help equip them to be more successful. And every failure that we have had, we, we've built an algorithm that takes those failures and tries to take them out of the focus and put the focus on the successes. And so through time, we've been able to elevate the, the, for the choices of an individual that would go to work for a company. We're able to match up the right person with the right personality so that they do stick. And then we provide information to our clients also to get them on board because so many times the failure is not with the employee or the VA that's coming on board. It's the manager wasn't ready and wasn't prepared. Well, and let's think about this for a minute. Again, if you're a business owner, I'm sure this will resonate with you. You never went to school or never had a course or never had anybody teach you how to hire. Mm-hmm. When you're hiring, nine times out of 10, when I ask you, how did you find your last people? You pick the one you like, right? You didn't, you didn't look at the data. You didn't look at their kind of what I call under the curtains personality types. You didn't, you may have run a DISC profile, but DISC is only kind of a very narrow part of a very larger picture of what motivates and drives people to do their best. And then that owner looks up on Tuesday morning and says, did I really hire this person? I don't think they're going to work out. But they let them stay many times. Right. They, because it's it, it's so painful Easy. to hire. Well, it's so painful to hire, right? People would actually rather do just about anything else other than hire. And so one of the things I think that really makes us different and us very special is we make hiring easy. Because we know that better hires equal better results. And so when we go through our process, every virtual professional that comes through our system is it's not emotional. It's actually, we look at the data. And Mark and I have invested a lot of money in the algorithms that we know for sure. In the, the areas that we serve, we serve five areas. We know the profiles of what is going to really work and be successful in those roles natively. You know, it's not even it's not even hard, right? Because they're just naturally good and gifted in that particular role, and so that's where I think you know makes our, our clients love us because it's just so easy to hire. Because then we're giving them people that we know from an analytics standpoint work. They can then pick the one they like, <laughs> which makes it super super simple. And we, you know, we're talking on an outsourcing podcast and so the topic is about outsourcing but everything you've just said really applies to business anywhere in the world employing people anywhere in the world uh you know you've got to do it right and managing people learning how to manage learning how to communicate learning how to build that culture uh, accountability 
processes is all kind of the complexity of, of running a business and learning how to do all that. Where would you see the differences are or maybe the similarities to to a standard employment arrangement onshore versus, uh, you know, when you go offshore? Where are the sort of nuances and differences there? I think that's a great question, Derek. I'm so glad you brought it up um, because we use a, a we're in the U.S., so we use a U.S. based uh, testing platform. We do over 20,000 assessments a year. That's a lot of data to run through our through our stuff. And what we found is there are some differences when you're looking at Phil- at the Philippines versus U.S. The right? culture is totally the culture different. Is different. Right? The way they interpret the questions is different. All of that is slightly different. So you have a lot of people that you know that want to use U.S. based uh, cultural index or or some type of cultural profile, but, and they want to place it on their Filipino people, and it's not a match. It really isn't. It's, it's slightly different. Now, I will say we looked at a lot of different countries when we were ch- trying to figure out where do we outsource um, and what do we need. And for us, cultural alignment with the Philippines was so, is the closest match we could come up with. Um, you know, And so it's close, but there are a few key differences. And one of the things that we help our clients through is understanding what those differences are, how to manage for those differences, and how to be um, how to set them up for success. Because again, people are people, just like you said. I mean, it is you know human nature. This is business. This is people. This is human capital. And there are some threads, whether you're U.S. or Philippine or any other country, but there, when you understand and you're working from a, from a base that is, you know, again, analytical versus emotional, and then you add on the, the cultural understanding, that's a win. And if like, you go back to our very first client, after she had such success with those first five that we brought to her, mm-hmm such a level of success. She said, Anne, can you help me with all my hiring? <laughs> she wanted because, me to do U.S. too. Because <laughs> you know, she recognized that she had a issue or a problem in how she looked. And she looked emotionally at the hire. You hire somebody because you know them or they're somebody's cousin or there's a familiarity there. Or it's just easy. And, and, and Body. that is a challenge when you do that. And you just look across the desk and say, oh, you might not have those skills, but I'm going to hire you anyway. Mm-hmm. And that's what people are trying to get the wrong people into the wrong seats. And in going through that, what Ann had said, we work with our clients here so that they can then have proper ways to manage those individuals, exchange information, properly communicate, because many times they're not properly communicating in their own offices, even if Somebody works two doors down from them. They think, oh, they're close by. I can communicate with them. But if they don't know how to do that, and that's one thing that Ann is so good at teaching our clients, is how to manage that offshore staff and how to get the exchange of the information so we don't have those breakdowns and people don't say, oh, a VA didn't work. Getting getting the right staff is absolutely critical. And I think when people start their offshore journey, they're they're leaning towards skepticism. They're leaning, you know, a little bit towards this isn't going to work. It's too cheap. It can't work. And um, you know, they've heard the the bad stories before. Um, but you know, 
So getting the quick win is essential, but how much do you see is the onus on finding the right staff member versus having the the business person or employer prepared, having processes in place and almost priming them for success and knowing how to onboard and work with people? I think that's very important. That is one of the problems that we solve for our clients, but let's face it. I would say if I had to take if I had to take a guess, most of the time, if you have proper screening and proper analytics for the person, you can you can kind of hop along and, and make it work. If you've got the wrong person in the wrong position or it isn't natural for them to do that role, you're going to struggle regardless of even let's say they're amazing, you're going to struggle. Some of the some of the concerns or some of the challenges that we hear out in the marketplace, of course, is you know, well, my I, I had a person, a virtual professional, they were good for about a month, and then they, you know, they went rogue or they go dark. I mean, that is a common uh, question that I get. I'm sure you probably have heard it too, and so you know, there are ways to to deal with that. Where I think that most business owners again fail, and, and this is a philosophy that I have. It, it may not may not resonate with everybody, but I firmly believe that if there's a failure in my company, it's not my team's fault. It's mine. Mm-hmm. 100%. It means I put the wrong person in the wrong seat. It means I didn't give them the support that they needed. I didn't communicate the expectations that I require or they, you know, again, the only time I tell my team that they quote unquote fail is if they fail to try. And that is that is on them. Everything else in my companies, it's one hundred percent on my back. But if there's a success, it's we give that to the individual. <laughs> it's all them. We give that to the people that participated because that's how we can get them on board to want to do more and want to be successful. So we we take the loss mm-hmm. when it's a mess, it's messed up, or there's a problem, and we give them all the kudos when something goes well. And I think too, you know, for for me. It's an expectation exchange. You know, again, we we consult with hundreds of CEOs across, you know, the U.S. here. And I can tell you when I sit down with them and I said, when was the last time you clearly communicated your expectation to your employee? Mm -hmm. And it's crickets. And I'm like, how do you expect people to understand what you want if you are not willing to sit down and explain it to them. And that's the office next door or the well, office regardless. halfway around the world. And and I think that the other challenge that, that they have is, so they're not communicating those expectations up front and they're not coming alongside them and giving them tools and equipping them. And they're not making sure that they're the right person in the right seat. And they also will pick goals that are absolutely unattainable. Mm. Like, you know, they're ex- so if they have this expectation, their expectations up here and they go, oh, well, I'll set a goal for them to be up here. Mm. And even though they know they can't, there's no way. Well, they'll get the, they'll shoot for the moon and you'll hit a star. I mean, we've, we've heard that um, quote quite frequently, it's but the, the problem is it, it sets your people up to fail. Yeah, and it's almost a bit like a kamikaze mission, isn't it? Because they're like, you know, I know this thing isn't going to work. I know that, you know, the Philippines is is fraught with with issues. So what I'm going to do is set this crazy task. And if they make it, you know, things are fantastic. But if they don't, you know, instead of just building blocks, you know, building up slowly, setting simple tasks, setting very clear, singular, definable tasks 
um, getting wins, getting success, building confidence on both sides, uh, and then and then building the process from there. Instead, it seems to be, as you say, shoot for the moon. This isn't going to work out, but hey, if it does, my business is great for it. You know, and and it's um, it, but it's if you have lower hurdles, yeah, if you have lower hurdles and you celebrate every win. They'll achieve more and more and more. They'll eventually get up to that point. Mm. Success breeds success. Mm. That's what people don't realize. When you when you celebrate those wins early on in the relationship, first of all, it makes you more um, likable mm. <laughs> to your people, but it also helps elevate them that to the point where they feel like they can do more. Right. So I never per, for my personal um, hires that work for me, I don't set key performance indicators until they're 60 days in. Cause I want to see what they're naturally just kind of occur. You know, I give them the goals. Like I tell them, you know, here's what we, here's what I want from you. Here's the, here's the goal and objective of your role. And here are the things that I want you to keep track of, you know, over the next 30 days to see how you're doing. And I just let them marinate in that. And then I look at that data and then I think, okay, so here's their natural rhythm. So the next, after 60 days, I'll go, okay, your natural rhythm is this. And maybe their natural rhythm is great, which if it is fine, we'll leave it there. But if it's not, we'll say, hey, let's, you know, do you think you could add an additional one or two uh, calls? Or do you think you could do, you know, one or two more contracts? Or do you think you could do, you know, so one or two little things during the week? And they're like, yeah, I think I can do that. Great. Let's try that. And when they get it, it's like, woohoo. Um, and so it's, I it's think critical when, that, isn't it? It's almost like, you know, if I started working for your business, you would first need to come in and, and understand the business, orientate to the business, understand how it works. Uh, and then so it's it's really, you know, giving a bit of space at the start so that anyone can orientate. And then you establish the baselines and right. then then you sort of get into the process building and iteration and KPIs and metrics. Yeah. Well, and one of the things I would say to anyone who's listening now is you're never ready. Like some people are like, I got to have all my process together. I got to have all this different. Let's face it. You're never going to be 100% ready. Give yourself permission to not be and have it all figured out. Start easy. Start small. I mean, for a lot of our clients, they're saving so much money. I said, look, let's let's say the worst case scenario, they're productive 50% of the time. Let's just use that number, which is crazy, but let's just use it. I was like, this is how much per hour you you would be spending. Like, well, I'm spending more than that now. You're and I'm getting four times that amount now. And I said, so so what do you have to lose? What do you have to lose? Let's just try it and see, you know, where where you are. Because I said, I have yet to have a staff member be utilized at 50%. Like it's just not happened. But if but let's say it did, could you could you survive with that? And they're like, well, when you put it that way, I shouldn't wait. I'm like, no, you shouldn't. You need to just start. We had one client that brought on a brought on a VA on a Monday morning, and she had put together a package of work for that VA over the weekend, and she went to Thailand for two weeks. On Thursday, and, and that work package she put together was based on what the expectation there would have been for an American individual doing that job. On Thursday, she got the message, I've done everything. What do I do next? Yeah. They gave what? her the day off. They on gave Friday her the day off because they're so like didn't have anything. She's for in work. Thailand putting another week's work, putting actually a week and a half of, of what an American would have done to get that job done. Yeah. Now she understands. They don't have interruptions. They're working for an American. They're working in the middle of the night in the Philippines, which is common. You know, 
like one and a half million of them over there mm-hmm. working at that time. But there's not interruptions. There's not the distraction that there is in a regular office. And they're highly, so much more highly productive. But we just laughed when we heard that story. She went on vacation, ended up having to work when she wasn't expecting it. Yeah. And, you know, people are motivated. They want to do well, don't they? They're, you know, it, people aren't malevolent. You know, they're, they're people want to do well in their careers, in their jobs. You know, they all have aspirations. And it's funny, you know, going back to the apprehensions that the employers have, that business people have, the you talk to Filipino staff and they have exactly the same apprehensions. You know, they're like, what if, and so many people have been burnt in the Philippines by, yeah. Uh, yeah. by yes. Western clients, you know, that, that um, they do the first week or two's work and then they don't get paid or you know, the client promises them the earth and then, and then they just disappear. And so, you know, it's this funny two-way street, isn't it? And I think to get the best out of people, you you need to trust. You need to build a community and and um, you know, kind of have that emotional connection first. They people are remote, but don't treat them like they're a, a robot or just a you know a computer outputting work. Uh, it, it, you've got to create that bond with your team, haven't you? Well, and that's really something that we are very much for in that we we talk about all the time with our potential clients. And I said, to, I, I'll tell a client, if, you're, if your existing thought is that you're going to just use them as a tool mm-hmm. and get production of it, say, I'm not for you. Like that's not what my people are. We have a we have a very specific culture, and we have support for our community. And I think that you know what you just hit on is why agencies are so important in the Philippines to use an agency to, to be that advocate mm-hmm. uh, for both sides, right? To be the advocate. So sometimes I'm actually having to counsel virtual professionals and say what you did was not right. Do you understand how this felt for your client? Because it is a relationship. And there's sometimes I'm doing the exact same thing on the other side. So having that mediator in between that loves both parties, mm-hmm. but realizes that everybody's got to bring stuff to the table. Everybody's got to do their role. And um, that's how we've had people working six years with a client. Right. We, you, we, for an American to understand, that is a career for those people that are working because the types of jobs that they're getting from the Americans are highly sought after. Mm-hmm. And in, in our situation, we have a work from home. They have a home office program, which is different than a call center. But to have that career and have that growth opportunity there, in America, people are like, well, what do you want to do after you become so-and-so? And, and that's not the same culture in the mm-hmm. Philippines. And so we have to teach that to our clients. Well, then too, I mean, we're just conditioned. So let's take one of our one of our more popular roles, which is customer service. We do a lot in customer service, which could be the receptionist, or it could be um, a scheduler, or it could be, um, you know, even an administrator, right? And, and, and U.S. people don't think of that as a career. But I'm like, we give them stability. We give them good pay. We give them benefits. And all of those things, you know, provide a better quality of life. And that's important to them. And so, you know, here in the U.S., if, if, let's just use the receptionist as an example or customer service. You know, the life cycle of somebody staying is six months or less. Mm-hmm. And so you either have to build in a lot of this churn 
and realize you're going to have to just have it roll over, roll over, roll over, or you invest in, you know, outsourcing and you get the right person that loves to be on that phone. And there are plenty of them in the Philippines that truly enjoy helping a customer or enjoy answering that phone and, and providing that valuable service. And, you know, a lot of times, so again, I, we work with a lot of the U.S. CEOs and they go, well, you know, I, I'm concerned about my image if I have a Filipino answer. And I said, do you know you've been talking to Filipinos for years and haven't even known it? And they're like, what do you mean? You call your bank, your credit card company, your, your insurance company, it, any, it doesn't matter. Any kind of provider for internet or cable TV or whatever, it's answered in the Philippines. And and I said, so so I, I don't think that's the case. So I said, but but let's say they have a slight accent. Let's just say, which I think is part of the screening process that we provide, right? We want to make sure they have excellent English skills, which majority of them do, you know, for me, I mean, we've never had somebody call and complain about uh, one of our professionals. Never in any of our businesses. They've never said, oh, my gosh, you're hiring from the Philippines or some other place. I have, though, on many occasions gotten Bonnie was just amazing. Mm-hmm. She was helpful. She was upbeat. She was tenacious to get my problem solved. I can I hire her? I mean, yes. seriously. We had one client had one of their clients drop by the office to, to visit the VA, right? <laughs> so is is Jolene here? Uh, no, she's gone to lunch right she, now. She well, works remotely. You know, and, and, and it's just amazing when that continuity happens and Anne works with our clients and works with the VAs so that you know they're communicating back and forth. And Anne, and we recommend that the individual's have weekly meetings, we call them small huddles, to make sure everybody's on the same path. And every morning, make sure and update the work for the day if some priority has occurred overnight because you know some client came in at the last minute at five minutes of five and said, hey, I need a proposal. I want you to do more work for us or whatever that is. But we can have that continuity. We can have that going on. And the client's client's, as Ann said, it's really transparent to them whether somebody's down the hall or halfway around the world. Mm-hmm. And I think and there's small objections, aren't they? A bit of an accent, you know. It's it's really people just finding uh, objections so they don't have to proceed yeah, with yeah. something. And you know, there's America is now awash with so many different accents, and you know, it, it is a multicultural society. We're now in a globalized society. Uh, and so it's, it, you know, it, it, you obviously don't want huge accents and huge sort of uh, communication impediments, um, but it, it's just becoming so normalized now. And it more than makes up for it in terms of, as you say, the commitment and the quality of these people and, and the happy nature of, of a lot of Filipinos um, more than makes up for it. And what resonated with me as well is, you know, you spoke to the nuances of and, and it's this is generalization and, and it's typecasting to a degree, but Filipinos generally are very content uh, having clear processes that they work diligently to fulfill and they heavily value job security and alignment and knowing where they are. And maybe, you know, talking generalizations, maybe it's because the society is not so secure um, you know, maybe it's like the U.S. two or three generations ago where you valued job security and regular income. Uh, and 
compared to America, maybe, you know, the millennials and Gen Z, they, they really, they want to spend six months in a place and bounce off and they want to be the manager, the, you know, then the, then the boss the next day. Um, whereas the Filipinos, it's, uh, they really value stable processes. They can diligently work at things and, you know, really, really, uh, um, huge contrast to sort of American colleagues that might get bored after, after a few days or hours on a topic. So it's about really applying the different cultural, uh, anchors and and skills for the different roles, isn't it? It absolutely is. But one of the things we do is we counsel our our clients too to have a have a career path for their virtual professionals. You know, make sure that they think about you know raises after a period of time and and incentives and you know again just like you would anybody that you would have in your office like what are the what are the key performance indicators what's the next step not every filipino wants a next step but a lot of them do if you've got them in the right role and not just thinking oh well this is a one and done like i'm going to just leave them there and not really invest in them. Mm-hmm. So we try to come alongside with our clients as well and say, yes, you know, and treat them like you would your internal staff and have these metrics for them and talk to them about what their goals are. Some of their goals are to be able just to leave it at 530 and, you know, go be with their family and they're happy with that, then fine. Cause there's a role for everybody. And, you know, one of the things that I tell a lot of my clients too is, you know, you need to have a mix in your business. If you had, a, you know, if you had all rock stars, you'd have infighting and craziness all day long, right? Because everybody's kind of jostling for the top. You know, you need one or two rock stars based on the department or the role. And then you need some people that are just those steady freddies that are just there to kind of just grind out the work and get it, get it done, but do it well. And that's where a lot of people, I think, really kind of get off as well because they're like, well, I I really like so-and-so is a rock star, but, you know, I I would like to have more of them. And I'm like, but but in your role, in your capacity, they'll just be a bunch of infighting. (laughs) Like you just need to really balance it all out. And that's part of strategic staffing that we like to do to help our clients really figure out kind of who, what, where, when, when to add a team member. And again, when we're helping staff teams, we have to look at the team dynamic, <laughs> not only not only for their physical in-house people, but also for their virtual professional staff and make sure that we've got a harmonious group. And And we're a little bit different than a typical call center where, Somebody may have a position available and, and, and they go and hire somebody in a, a seat in a call center, which could be filled by multiple people. You know, one day Sally handles it and then they have somebody that can fill in. You know, our model is set up where somebody is dedicated to our client. And curated specifically for them in that particular role, just like a traditional recruiter, so, like a Robert Half or or. Uh, so you Corn need Ferret. sales support. We're going to find somebody with the right mindset, personality, and traits to be in sales support. Mm-hmm. We're not going to just give you somebody that's a good admin. We're going to give you that right individual. And if you keep that person in that role on a continuous basis, they will excel and do great. And you know that if you've had those conversations and worked out the processes with them, they're going to be able to address the questions or uh, whatever comes up from a prospect just like you would. Because 
it's not just reading from a script. They're dedicated just like you've hired an employee in your local neighborhood that comes into your office every day. And it's a two-way street, isn't it? You don't want people that are desperate for a job and, you know, kind of just clawing their way up. You, I assume you would target the, the best of the best. And, you know, these are people in demand. And, of course, they want to work for, you know, an American or Western client and that's, that's you know, it's a great honour for them and, and exciting. But these people are in demand and it's an employee's marketplace, even with COVID, you know, and especially if they have digital skills. So, uh, you know, you can't, as a, as a Western employer, have this ego of, you know, these, these people are going to be, you know, so grateful to me. You've got to provide the the environment that enables them to flourish, enables them to learn. Uh, and it very much is a two-way street, isn't it? It absolutely is. And so that's part of our process and how we're different is that we spend a lot of time on the front end to make sure that we've got the right, the right profile for the right person and the right job. So let's, gosh, we've gone, gone this far. Let's talk specifically about higher smart stuff and, uh, you, you know, you've mentioned a lot about the uh, hiring and recruitment process and also the, the kind of coaching of both sides. And I, I refer to that as, as co-parenting, um, you know, in that hopefully the, the client is really managing the, the deliverables, the day-to-day, the operations. And then you act as, a, as an intermediary between the, the staff member and the client and you know, kind of coaching, getting everyone to work well uh, together and and, um, you know, having a good time. So where do you see, and you're based in the U.S., obviously, how do you see higher smart staff sitting within the market and, and the offering? Well, I think, we, you know, for us, we find clients that have what I call high transactions. So people that have a lot of customer service calls or a lot of, you know, schedule. So a lot of things that are in scheduling, a lot of things in, um, you know, customer service, a lot of things in administration, heavy administration. Um, and one of the things, again, that we, we do is we work with that client to figure out what is the need and then go f- curate the people. Because I think, again, that's really what makes us different from anybody else, other than the fact that we do a work from home versus a, a traditional call center. And that was a very specific um thing that we are dedicated to. Um, it, was like, it, it was intentional in the, in the beginning. And again, it's been this way for six years. And the reason is because, as I'm sure you know, <laughs> traffic in Manila is very difficult. Going to the call centers, even before COVID, was just a very stressful place. And time-consuming. Time and, and all of that. So we, Mark and I have run many, many businesses remote for years and years and years and years, literally almost 20 years, we haven't really gone into a traditional office. And so we know that we are much more productive when we are in an environment that we are comfortable, that it doesn't really matter what we don't feel like a physical presence is always required. There are certain positions or jobs where, yes, you do need to have physical presence in a building, um, but you can get some amazing people and reduce that footprint very easily if you're open to uh, working remote. Now, because of course, COVID happened and that changed everybody's yep. world. But, but, but individuals were clamoring to come to work for us. Because if you think about what's your commute time there, you know, hour, hour and a half, one both ways, you know, it's three hours, two to three hours a day. 
if, if somebody can have that many more hours with their family, think about the quality of life that, that we're giving them to have two or three more hours a day with their family. They can still work. They work from the comfort of their home office. Which we vet. Which we certainly we vet and make sure that they have capabilities to, to do whatever our client needs. But it gives them a quality that they might not have otherwise. And so we have individuals clamoring. Ann was interviewing one yesterday. I think it was, I really like to come on board. I hear great things. And, and you know, if they're not successful initially, they, they'll, I'll be back in six months. And because we've got certain standards and requirements that they've had to meet of, of uh, history of work and all just like, you know, we're not hiring somebody first time right out on the street. And, um, you know, they, they want to come to work for us because we pay well. We provide additional time with their family. We give them flexibility. It's a career, and they're not sent home when the phone calls quit coming in like a call center might send. So they can actually get the hours in and have steady income that they can count on. So it's stability. So what that does for our U.S. clients, of course, is it also provides them stability. Right. You know, again, here in the U.S., we have labor shortages. I'm sure everybody listening has heard of of that. It's harder to find people right now that want to come to work, especially in these types of positions that are high transaction, the repetitive type of work that we tend to specialize in. And we we specialize in five different areas. So sales support, marketing support, administration, uh, accounting, and um, uh, customer service. Customer service. <laughs> so, the most important so thing for yeah. every business, yeah. customer service. Customer service. So, so all of those have a, have a tendency to have what we call a churn. So when we're talking with people, we basically tell our clients that we've cracked the code, C-O-D-E. C stands for churn. If they have churn problems, we're a great solution for them. If they have overwhelm, in other words, they really just can't keep all the the boat you know floating because there's just so much going on. So we we reduce overwhelm. The D stands for dread. <laughs> Either they dread hiring or they just dread going into the office. We can fix that problem. And the last one is employee performance problems. When you give your your A players support, they can do more. They can handle more. We when I'll give you an example. In one of our businesses. So when we were implementing this in, in one of our businesses, a high transaction business, a um, lot of phone calls, a lot of, oh, I call them the same seven questions. So we used to answer the same seven questions, still do. And um, so there was nobody that really wanted to do that day in and day out. And we were figuring this out. And we went to our employee or one of our key employees and we said, look, what what could you do if we took these things off your plate? We didn't have you answering any of those calls. We didn't have you doing the follow up to uh, to the clients. We didn't ha- we we could take all of this. She's like, I could double what I do. I which can is, serve twice as many, many clients. Right. Think about that revenue opportunity. Mm-hmm. So literally, by giving her a very inexpensive support person executive admin, she was able to level up her game. And we doubled our revenue. And we doubled our revenue. And she's been with us for 14 years. So we've had the longevity of her because we're giving her support. So one of the things that I would encourage anybody listening is if you've got 
you know, any one of those four issues, churn, overwhelm, dread, or employee performance issues, have a conversation with us. Let's talk about how we can help you do what we call you know, strategic staffing, have our strategic matching system, put somebody into place to do those key supports because we can change and revolutionize your business. And I know that sounds like a big claim, but we've done it hundreds and hundreds of times. And we have a lot of repeat clients because they're just like, once they do the first one, the first one's always like makes people nervous. Scares them to death. <laughs> Scares them to death. Like the first one, you know, and it, we know that. We we remember what that's like. And so we serve that and help that. But once they do it once, most of my clients don't stop at one. Yeah, In a week or two, they come back and say, wow, I should have had another one. A long time ago. Can I have another Teresa or whoever that is? Interestingly enough, just this weekend. And people wonder why they've waited so long to do it. Right, right. So just this weekend, literally, I I was on the couch and we had had a good client of ours. They had just placed an order on Friday for two. And I'm looking at my my inbox. That got them to 17 VAs. (laughs) And, And I just looked into my inbox and they was like, I just saw we need... Another one, another one, another one. So I sent him a message and I said, look, you just placed an order for two. I just got four more. Is that what? She's Did like, you hit the credit card? Yeah, I was like, do I need there? to avoid this out? Like what's <laughs> going on here? And he goes, he goes, no, I need six. And I'm like, you and I, I had also just delivered one literally on Friday. You know, <laughs> so it's crazy. They're doing things right. And every time they bring on a new customer and they have one of their senior managers supporting that, they recognize if I put one or two VAs supporting that individual, they can increase double, triple potentially the revenue right. at a very small incremental cost, cost of the VA. He's got it figured out. Not every business owner does, but he figured it out. And this is where, you know, there are, look, you can save money with offshore staffing. You can save a lot of money, but it isn't about saving money. Is it? It's about the strategic advantages, the competitive advantages that you can get. And, you know, like with your key employee, if you can ensure that they are working on their core high-value activities instead of the mindless yes. stuff, then that is an absolute win. You've retained the person. You've increased the, the sort of revenue generation and the engagement from that person. And then this other person, you know, they're, they're figuring out the real strategic advantage of offshore staffing. And it's also accessibility to talent. As you mentioned before, there's, um, you know, there's record low unemployment rates in, in most of the developed countries now. It's There's just opportunity everywhere, isn't there? And, and people are so scared to start and so hesitant, but then when they figure it out, it's, it's like a eureka moment and, and they never, never look back. I want to ask you as well, what... You know, you no doubt, you know, you're heavily engaged in the business community and businesses around you, yet so many people maybe explore outsourcing, yet they don't take that first step. What do you think is really holding people back? Is it fear? Is it concern? Is it doubt? Because in my mind, every single business should have a component of offshore staffing. What is holding people back? Well, I definitely think it's fear. I mean, that's one of the things that we try to solve, right? So we help them through this process by giving them the tools, by coming alongside them. And I think that's one of the reasons we've had such explosive growth over the last you know couple of years. We had a 33% growth last year. In the middle um, of COVID. In the middle of COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so I think that that is part of it. And because we have a pathway to make it easy 
for them. They understand it. Uh, because again, we, we, we remember, I wasn't kidding. We remember what it was like. And I didn't have a me at that point to help yeah, them. We were scared so, to death. We were scared to death. We're we going to hire anything. somebody not in the neighborhood. What like, is this? You know, you know, and so I think really we're, we're, if I could help anybody feel comfortable is we look at this as a partnership. Find a partner. Maybe us. It may be one of your other providers. But find somebody that their message resonates with you. Mm-hmm. And, and when you have that partner that you can come alongside with to support you in your business, you will become unstoppable. You will save money. And when I talk to a lot of the the, the our clients or potential clients, you know, one of the things I ask them is, "Are you following up with everybody?" your existing clients, your potential clients, all of that. And they're like, well, no, I don't have time. I was like, get a sales support person to help you with that. You should be able to follow up with every client, you know, and, and, every and, and prospect. prospect and everything like that. And, and I get it. It's hard. If you got to do it all on your own, it's almost impossible. And but we've I mean, all depended on sending an email and then right. the next email, and the next. And we're hoping the email string that we send out will get their interest. But when you have somebody that can call and say, hey, Derek, I just called to check in. We spoke a couple of weeks ago about using a VA. Have you got any other questions we can answer? And that type of human to human contact is what really propels the businesses we work with and elevates their their rankings, their ratings, the customer service level. Mm-hmm. It, it just, it, the fear is quickly overcome. And again, it's really costing you money. Now, I mean, I'm not talking about just a staff, but I'm just talking about lost revenue. I'm talking about clients that forget you that are going to go to the next person that, that pops up on their, you know, their Google sheet or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just think the the customers that get it, because everybody's talking, you know, and I've, I've seen this in, in, you know, some of the things you've written too, you know, artificial intelligence is going to take over and we're going to, we're going to all go to AI. Well, you know what? AI is going to become a part of business, but there's never going to be that, that removal of that human to human connection. Cause we are not B2B or B2C. We are H to H human to human. And that's how we connect and that's how we grow. And that's how we uh, really feel comfortable with who we're choosing. And having that mindset is how we've been able to be so successful in all the businesses that we have. And this, I think, is the incredible value of, of the, the entire partnership because, you know, it, you're not just getting a cheap VA out in the province, you know, that's learning their way through life. When they engage with an outsourcing supplier like yourself, they're, they're, they're tapping into your vast business experience. You're, you know, you know how to run a business, any kind of business better than most people out there. And then so, you know, people are tapping into that and then the systems, and then the recruitment, and then the staffing, and they're getting a, you know, an incredible sort of like 50, 70% discount on employing in their own hometown. You know, it, it's, uh, it's just so compelling, isn't it? And that's where I see the true value. And, you know, you can unlock all these kind of strategic advantages that we've spoken about. You can quickly look at someone's businesses, someone's business, I bet, and, and unlock those competitive advantages within Within kind of you know ten minutes of speaking to someone, you could come up with twenty ideas of how they can unlock that value. And there's the true value, isn't it? And it, and it's kind of that I refer to it as co-parenting, that coaching, that 
kind of setting up onboarding employment. It's it's so valuable, isn't it? I want to we we I want to be mindful of your time, but how do you price all of this? You know, for people that are, are again in that position where they're they're scared, they they don't know how all this works, and uh, it it sounds expensive. But how do you how do you structure all of this pricing? Sure. So we have a recruiting fee because we spend a lot of time, energy, and effort curating the client, uh, curating the the virtual professionals. So we have a recruiting fee, and then we have an hourly rate um, that and it works into a monthly salary. And it works into a monthly salary, which includes their benefits and all of that. And we. Um, you know, it, it, again, we want to be very competitive right now. Even in the Philippines, it's becoming more competitive for the higher talent, right? I mean, I'm sure you're seeing that. We certainly are. And so we want to pay a very nice salary. Again, we have the work from home, which is another key component that is a benefit that we provide. And so those are the two main things that people pay for. They pay for the recruiting and all of the tools that it takes, as we talked about, to be successful. And then, um, you know, if somebody wants consulting, we have that as well. So if they want to buy a little bit more of our time and have a little bit more. To have that 10 minutes, that, like you said, those, to find all their problems. Those extra, those extra, you know, those extra things that we literally can give them as a consultant. Uh, we have that as well. But, but again, you can get started relatively inexpensively for just the recruiting fee and the um, hourly rate that we transition over to a monthly salary for your virtual professional. Fantastic. And again, I, I encourage anyone who's, who's still sort of, dithering maybe <laughs> you know just just <laughs> try it uh you've got to try it and it's um it's life-changing you know and i am waiting for the moment where it hits this tipping point of you know i, I expect it's around 30 40 percent of businesses um when you get that critical mass of people offshoring then then it will jump up you know and it will become normalized and and everyone will be doing it and i think the world will be a better place for it. Well, then we have people that want to talk to my virtual professionals too, because they don't believe it. And so when they actually, I said, well, you know, talk to Des or, or talk to Bonnie or talk to Hannah or talk to Alvin, uh, all of which What's it like to time, work, you know, and so we have some videos on our sites too, that you can kind of hear why they want to work for, for Hire Smart and why we are so different. Um, but again, anybody can talk to me. You can go to meetwithann.com and, and book a discovery call. It's a 30 minute call. We don't charge for that. Um, to explore the options, uh, because my goal is to get more VAs working. That is our mission. That's a great <laughs> URL. Yeah, meetwithann.com. Meetwithann.com. Yeah, yeah. And that's A-N-N-E as well, isn't it? Yes, yeah. but you can actually, I actually have both domains. So a- even if you misspell it, it's or A-N-N-E. But, you know, 40-some years ago, Fortune 500 firms figured out offshoring, increased customer service, get things down in their costs. And medium and smaller businesses didn't have that opportunity. We started delivering that to the smaller businesses in the United States. We have hundreds of clients. They're not all giant clients. They, they wouldn't even meet the Fortune 5,000. Mm. But they're given the same advantage that those big companies have because the hiring algorithms we've built based on Filipinos are the same algorithms that American companies, the Fortune 500, use for their hiring, the Coca-Colas and the companies like that. So we're given all those advantages to small and medium-sized businesses. Yeah, that's so valuable, isn't it? You know, now uh, it's more of an even playing field. And I think technology is doing a lot of that. It's it's democratizing 
all the tool sets that were previously only available to the to the big enterprise, to the multinationals, yes. and definitely well, offshore staffing is one of those. I mean, people may be wondering about what was the price. It's less than twenty thousand dollars a year for mm. your for your VA salary, mm. and I know here in the states, so here we're in we're in Atlanta, Georgia, and you couldn't find someone to do that role for even double that mm. and do it well, and they wouldn't stay. Right. Um, and so I just think, you know, if you guys have, you know, $20,000 a year all in to invest, you really can't not do this. Mm-hmm. You just can't. It will change you. It will illuminate some of the challenges in your business. That's the other thing that I kind of prepare people for. Working remotely um, has done a lot, but working virtually as a, as a long-term plan will illuminate the pitfalls that you as a, as a business owner have not sewn up. Just be your, prepared for it. Your, it's not unfixable. Your processes <laughs> that you carry around in your, your head, brain, they've got to get out of there. And, uh, but they don't really have tough. to get it out. They can have a virtual professional do it for them. And, and that's we, the other piece. We teach piece. them how. <laughs> and, and that's a natural part of any business. If you're evolving as a business, you're always rebuilding Breaking apart, rebuilding, and you yes. know, so th- so that is that that's a common challenge, but also that's building a business, isn't it? Which is, uh, yeah, something. Otherwise, you own a job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that but is, anybody wants to meet with Ann.com? That's right. Yeah, yeah for I sure. Know. So tell us if people want to get in touch. That that's uh, that's a cool URL. But also, <laughs> if they want to go to your uh, your website as well, how can they they find you? Yeah, it's www.hiresmart staff.com and there's also a book book a call on that particular page as well so you can kind of read through there get some ideas about who we are and and what we do our core values are listed there because again we look at this as an agency we are a a partner a co-parent as you use Um, and so we want to make sure that we are attracting the right people that are looking for long-term relationships, because that's very, very important to us, that want to make a significant investment in their staff, Not you know, again, supporting their existing staff as well as utilizing our virtual professionals in the right way. Um, but we also give you a ton of support. And so if anything that we've said today resonates with you, the easiest way to get me, as we talked about, is meetwithann.com. But certainly go in and, you know, we have lots of great tools and information and on our website And you can listen well. to some of our clients and some of our staff. Podcasts. Tie into other podcasts we've done. So Yeah, no, incredible. And as always, I strongly encourage people to pick up the phone and start that conversation and, and just see, you know, uh, see how it can uh, change your business. It's just so, so powerful that, that you, know, you can't put it off for another day. Brilliant. Thank you so much, guys. Anne and Mark Lackey of Hire Smart Start. Wonderful talking to you. Appreciate it, Derek. Thank Thank you for having us on the show. That was Anne and Mark Lackey of Hire Smart Staff. If you want to get in touch with them, of course, go to the show notes, which is at outsourceaccelerator.com slash podcast. And as always, if you want to ask us anything, then just drop some email to ask at outsourceaccelerator.com. See you next time.